And so I will pull up the page with the information, but I'll just let you take the lead on when, where, all the details of the um, exhibit. I keep wanting to call it a display. <laughs> in my mind, right? Exhibit. Because um, I can roll, so you want me to just roll until I stop? Pretty much, yes, because we want people to get, you know, the when, where, and then the why, why this is important. Gotcha. Um, what the Green Book is all about, and I mean, what relevance does it have today? And I always get the, is the Mosaic Templars or just Mosaic, huh? Mosaic Templars. Templars Cultural Center? Is this live or pre-recorded? Um, Ma'am? Is this live or pre-recorded? Live. Okay. And so um, it'll be on the KLEK Facebook page. So if anyone would like to share, um, please do. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure we share. Right, so I've hit, hit live and we should be coming up on our talk break, talk bed very soon. Yes, well, that about a good, 30 seconds or so. All right. Good morning, everyone in Facebook world. Um, how are you doing? Welcome to Community Conversations. We're going to stay the bulk of the conversation until we go live on air. Um, I am joined by Ms. Kay Fletcher um, from the Mosaic Templar, I keep saying temp Tempers, <laughs> um, in Little Rock. It's out of Little Rock, but that's not the full name. I apologize. Mosaic Templars Cultural Center out in Little Rock, Arkansas. Um, very exciting exhibit coming. Can't wait for you to hear all about it. Um, so, what's happening here? Announcement. Um, I have a few, you know, housekeeping things you have to do first. Announcements, weather, sponsorship <laughs> announcements. Um, so just bear with us. We'll be live on air very shortly. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. And it's key, like like your keys, K-E-Y. Oh, key. I'm sorry. I thought and I that's, told That's you. fine. That's that's quite, that's quite fine. And I'll um, tell them a little bit about the, I'm doing good. I'll tell them a little bit about the museum first, like who we are. And then I'll talk about the exhibit. Like you said, why it's important, why it's here, um, what they can expect to see. Uh, and then also kind of like you said, the details about like, you know, when it's running and that kind of stuff. And then if we have time, if you want to, we can share more about some other things that we have coming up um, in the fall. We have a new exhibit opening in the fall as well. So that's just if we have extra time after we kind of go through all the stuff, other stuff. Okay. And I also know that you all always plan something for Juneteenth. So yeah. um, definitely can't wait to hear about that. So okay. here we go. We're about to, well, we still have 30 seconds. Okay. All right, so y'all that are listening on on Facebook, thank you all so much. Share this video. In the meantime, go to the Mosaic Templars Facebook page and see the details of the exhibit that's coming up and share that and make plans to either go. Now, we'll get in, again, I keep wanting to get away, get into the details. <laughs> We're going to get into that very, very soon <laughs> about how you can see this exhibit. Um, all right, here we go. <laughs>
Good morning, everyone, and happy Tuesday. You're tuned in to Community Conversations on KLEK 102.5 FM. I'm your host, Kubila Jones, and my very special guest today is Ms. Key Fletcher from the Mosaic Tempers Cultural Center out in Little Rock, Arkansas. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. All right. So for those on Facebook, you've already heard a little bit of conversation. I've been trying to give away the details, but there is an exciting exhibit coming. So I'm going to stop talking and just going to let you take it over. <laughs> Thank you so much again for uh, having us. We love you guys uh, in Jonesboro. We are the premier museum for African-American history and culture uh, in our states. And so, um, you know, we just, again, absolutely love when we can connect with you guys and tell you all the amazing things that we have going on at the museum. Um, and we sure hope that you guys can get down here. Um, we celebrate and tell the story of African-American history in Arkansas. That is exactly what we do. And we are so excited to have uh, the Negro Motors Green Book exhibition that's coming to Arkansas. Um, the first thing I want to say about it is we are actually the second stop. Um, this exhibit is coming to us from the Smithsonian. So it is absolutely a treat to have a Smithsonian curated exhibit that's going to be featured in the state of Arkansas. We're actually the second stop uh, for the Negro Motors Green Book exhibition. Uh, it was in Memphis before it was here. And so you absolutely don't want to miss it. Now, first, I got to tell everybody uh, what the exhibit is all about, what the Negro Motors Green Book exhibit uh, is all about. So people may be wondering exactly what is a Green Book and what the heck is the Negro Motors Green Book? Well, this was actually an annual guide for African-Americans who were taking road trips. So it started, it was published uh, in 1936 and it was published by Victor Hugo Green. He was a postman in Harlem. Um, and before that, um, if African-Americans wanted to travel anywhere, it was kind of word of mouth of the places they could go and travel and feel safe. I mean, as we know, you know, we're talking about across America, but specifically in the South in the 1930s, um, you still had sundown towns, you still had lynchings and all of these things happening. And African-Americans wanted to travel, but they wanted to be safe when they were traveling. They wanted to ensure that if they, you know, were traveling from, let's just say, Arkansas to a family reunion in Chicago that they were able to safely go from city to city, still be able to get gas, uh, still be able to stop and get something to eat. And so what they did before this is it was word of mouth. It was, you know, you know, grandma, or grandpa or cousin or sister said you can stop at these places. But if you didn't remember if the place was closed, you know, what would happen then? You know, a lot of times perhaps or what oftentimes what happened is and we always hear these stories of you know, Blacks packing those brown paper lunches that had everything in it for them to eat. Um, a lot of times people even have, had to pack like, you know, pots to go to the bathroom and they had to pack gas cans just because it was unsafe for African-Americans to travel. And so this postman, Victor Hugo Green, started this publication. I, I like to say it's almost like the yellow pages for African-Americans. And so it was a yearly guide that was published and it told you where you could stop. Um, places that were safe that your family could visit. And the really awesome thing about it is it wasn't just gas stations in there. Um, you had places that you could visit to listen to music. Um, you have places where you could stop to get a haircut. You know, any, again, it's kind of like the yellow pages, right? Any place that you could stop that was safe for African-Americans. And this is around the time when you begin to see the rise of middle class. And so a lot of African-Americans had vehicles, 
they were wanting to travel and they were wanting to do it safely. Um, and so, you know, we like to say that it was like the Bible for black travelers. Uh, the, okay. the really cool thing about it is there are over 230 sites that are listed in Arkansas, um, at least once in the Green Book. And so these are places that were either black owned or that welcomed African-Americans um, through the state of Arkansas, where if you were traveling, you knew you could stop here and that your business would be welcome. Um, some of the sites that we have here in Little Rock was um, Velotex College of Beauty Culture, which is a place where, you know, ladies and gents can get their hair done. You know, that's very important for us. We want to make sure that we're always looking appropriate and really well. Uh, and then there's also Lewis Essel Service Gas Station. Um, so these are two of the places that were here in Little Rock, but they're also featured um, in the exhibition. And so the great thing about it is when people come in, um, on the first floor, we have the exhibit and they can see, you know, images of travelers across the country in their vehicles, you know, going on vacation, going to weddings, going to family reunions. Um, but they also see the stark reality of the bitter hatred that we had in the, in the South and through America. So you'll see images of hate, um, of segregation, you know, of sundown town, um, you know, of you know, clans, uh, signs. I mean, those things were a part of reality, uh, whether you were traveling in America or whether you were just, you know, in some areas, depending on where you live. Um, when people get the opportunity to go to the third floor of our museum, which is our ballroom, there's actually interactives and simulations there. Mm -hmm. So people will get a chance to actually like take a trip. And so you'll get a chance to see what it's actually like if you were living, you know, in the 30s or 40s or 50s, and you were actually taking a trip uh, with your family. And so we are absolutely excited about the exhibit. You know, oftentimes, because we live where we live now, we don't think about the fact that we can, you know, get in our car and we can hit that GPS and we can travel pretty much wherever we want to, not saying that things are, you know, 100% safe, but things have truly changed. And so what this exhibit does is it kind of delves into um, what our country experienced, you know, in the 30s and 40s and 50s and what it was like traveling for African-Americans during that time. Wow. I, that's amazing. That sounds amazing. And like you said before, it's kind of sad, eye-opening, you know, in your face, but still amazing at the same time. I want to give a shout out to a few people that are watching on our Facebook live feed. Dr. Sharice Jones-Branch from right here in Jonesboro, Arkansas. I know, uh, says, Dr. Branch. Hey, Dr. Branch. <laughs> she says, hi, Soror, and I'll be there on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> um, she says she thinks of it as a AAA guide uh, for Black folks, which essentially that's what it was. And want to say good morning to Gwen Henderson, checking in all the way from Arizona. Thank you so much uh, for checking in. And so um, you talked a little bit about you know, things, times have changed, but to a degree, probably not as much as we would like to think. So do you feel that something of this nature, a green book rather, would be essential in today's times? I know we live in a digital world, but and we make us spread it better or differently. You know, one of the things um, a colleague in my work earlier this morning, and, and the reason we're having that conversation is because there there are several people um, that have had talks about wanting to create something very uh, similar today. Um, I think not only because there are some people who indeed um, are still unsafe and, and feel unsafe, 
Um, but it's also another way to, um, in my opinion, you know, document not only just businesses, but African-American businesses in particular. Um, and so the Green Book, you know, again, it documents all businesses. But the interesting thing that I think it does is it gives us a chance to see some African-American businesses that we may have not known existed. And even today, you know, for me, one of the great opportunities I think that it could do is to highlight the fact that we do have a large amount of African-American businesses that aren't highlighted that people just don't know about. So I think a, a book of its sorts uh, could be very useful today um, so that people feel safer traveling, but also as a way to be able to document and highlight African-American businesses as well. I want to ask you about the places that are listed in Little Rock. Are those are there any remnants of those businesses still existing today? So, yes. So um, the two in particular that I talked about, the Lewis Esso service station, um, we do have some of the um, original artifacts and documents here at the museum. And so, you know, maybe not physically on that site, but we actually have some of the artifacts. And then the Velvetex College of Beauty Culture is still in existence and it's still running. And so that's, the, that's a really cool thing. Candace Taylor is the curator uh, of the exhibit. And so she will be here. She is um, one of the, the, the nation's leading um, scholars when it comes to the Green Book and knowing that information. She's a photographer, she's um, a documentarian, and she actually traveled uh, all across the country to document those sites. And so she was able to come to Arkansas and document um, the sites we have here as well. Um, she's gonna be with us in July. Um, she's got an amazing book, um, The Overground Railroad. You know, oftentimes we talk about the Underground Railroad, but she talks about the Overground Railroad um, and the experience of um, African-Americans and the Great Migration and just traveling and moving across the country. And so um, Candace Taylor, who helped curate this exhibit, uh, will be here in July to share more of her information about um, the sites that are actually still here and just about the history of African-Americans and travel through the lens of her family. Okay. Now, what I want to ask, what I was trying to hold back on asking, would there be a virtual option for those who just simply cannot make it uh, to Little Rock? Maybe after the exhibit is open for some time, you offer a virtual option. Yes, yes. And you know, it's interesting because I uh, there was an event that I wanted to attend and I saw it on social media. And so I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get ready, right? So I said that I was going. And then when it was time for the event to happen, I looked for it. Um, and so I messaged them and they told me that the event was in person. And so, you know, we're so used to being able to attend things virtually now. I was so shocked. And so one of the things the museum is for sure doing and moving towards um, is trying to make as much accessible virtually as possible, just because we know that's the time and culture that we're living in. So yes, we will have um, several things that are um, be available virtual. People will get a chance to uh, see and visit the, ex the exhibit virtually. Um, Candace Taylor's, her event that's going on, is gonna be a virtual event. Um, we're also gonna do a walking tour um, that will be available for people as well. So um, if you're not able to get here, is it, uh, I wanna say Jones Borians, but I think I probably made that up. <laughs> but if you're from Jonesboro and the surrounding areas and you're not able to get to Little Rock, we will have virtual options for you to be able to experience the exhibit as well. Okay. Um, Dr. Branch says, uh, right, we've always, she mentioned talking about the entrepreneur aspect. We've always been entrepreneurs. And she says, you can always see them in the New York Public Library Digital Collection. I'm okay. 
Well, thank you. Dr. Branch is a wealth of information. He, like, I listen, love <laughs> he is like one of the leading um, sources, one of the leading experts when it comes to Arkansas history, you know, Arkansas women's history, like and beyond. I just absolutely love her. She is a resource that we often tap here uh, at the museum. I, I just, I, I love her. She's a great jewel for our state. Most definitely. And she's not even a native. I know. Now she, we, we're claiming her now. <laughs> she's ours. She's been here. She's been here long enough. Yeah. Okay. So uh, again, the green book, uh, let's talk about when, uh, yes. the time. And then I want to quickly, you know, if we have time to get into Juneteenth, which that's one of my favorite celebrations. <laughs> I love it. Somebody actually, oh, let me, let me talk about, let me wrap up green book and then we can talk about Juneteenth. Absolutely. So the exhibit opens this Thursday. Um, with a block party. So this is the first time that we're actually doing an exhibit, like a full-on exhibit opening since the pandemic. So we're really excited about it. Of course, we are limiting our numbers at the museum and being um, safe and responsible, Um, but we're going to open with a block party. So outdoors, fingers crossed, no rain. We're going to have live music and food, um, uh, food vendors, so people are able to come. And that's going to be this Thursday, May 20th. It starts at 6 p.m. It goes from 6 to 8 and the exhibit runs all the way through August 1st. So again, if you get a chance, we love to see you here. If you wanna know more about those virtual opportunities, you can for sure visit our website at mosaictemplarcenter.com or Instagram or Facebook, and you can get all that information about the upcoming things that we'll have going on that correlate with the exhibit. Okay, all right, and so let's briefly, you know, get into, we have about six minutes left. Okay, um, awesome. Talk about Juneteenth, because that's another big celebration. I know that we've all had to scale down and readjust um, due to the COVID restrictions. So what does it look like for you all this year? So this year, um, like last year, we are going virtual for Juneteenth. Um, You know, we really started thinking about, we always think about Juneteenth immediately after and we're thinking about the next one. Um, And so we started back in the winter thinking about, you know, what we were going to do this year. And, you know, it's the world, even Arkansas looks quite different, even from, you know, what we experienced, heck, even in January. So at that point, we made the decision to be safe and so that we could continue to plan that it would be virtual again this year. So we're excited to be back in person next year, but this year it's going to be virtual. And we're doing something a little different this year. We're actually having four days of Juneteenth. We've never done that before. Um, but what we realized is that virtually people don't want to sit in front of the screen for five hours. <laughs> so we're doing, <laughs> we're doing about an hour or so um, each day with different topics, with different themes. Um, and so we're going to start uh, the Wednesday before Juneteenth. Um, we're going to focus on uh, community. Um, there's going to be one day that talks about the state of health um, in Arkansas in relation to COVID. Uh, we have another day that's talking about the arts um, and history. And then our final day is going to be our live um, concert performance from a lot of um, local musicians from around the state. And so um, every day will be uh, virtual. And then on the Saturday, we're actually going to have a combination of live and virtual, um, live and pre-recorded here at the museum. So people can get a chance to get a little snippets or if you're at work or maybe you're not able to join us when it happens, you know, you're able to go back on social media and you're, you'll be able to see everything you missed for the day. So we're giving people a little bit of Arkansas flavor um, in a lot of different areas um, through the week. Um, those areas that, you know, we really feel are important 
Um, mm -hmm. And we really want people to be thinking about, you know, the day that's focused on community, we're going to be talking about networking uh, and Black businesses and um, how Black businesses can all benefit each other uh, through networking. You know, over the past year, what we began to see is a rise of support for Black-owned businesses um, throughout the state. And we want to keep that momentum going and we want to talk about what that looks like, um, the best ways for Black businesses to network and the best ways for them to get um, that information out. And so we'll be having a lot of representatives um, from Black-owned businesses and from city government officials, from people that help um, Black businesses. Um, and so that'll be a great day. And like I said, even that day on health, we're talking about not only um, physical and, and mental health, but also just the state of health in terms of the African-American community and how we are coming out of COVID uh, and moving forward. And then that day that's dedicated to art and history, we're going to be talking about some things that are going on um, at the museum. You know, we're going to be featuring, you know, Black art. And then again, like I said, that final day, it's all about kind of our music and celebrating um, music, which is a key, you know, point, yeah. integral part of African-American history. So we're excited about uh, all, four, all four days this year. That's amazing. All right. So stay tuned for that. Um, and then Dr. Branch says, Coach Keith kicks butt in her class. <laughs> so you teach a class. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, we'll have that conversation off air. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, so again, the Green Book coming this Thursday. Um, please, please, please go check that out. Now, let me ask you this real quick. Um, when the movie came out about the Green Book, there was some criticism that the movie did not follow the actual storyline, the reality of the storyline. Um, did you all have a discussion about that at the Templar, at the center? No, <laughs> did you get to see the movie? So I, I did see the movie. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I often say, what movie really does this, the actual story justice, right? Like, um, I think, you know, the movie, oftentimes what movies do is it shines a light on areas that, um, people didn't know about. And so I think, um, you know, just having something out there that people can actually access and see that even begins to shine a light, you know, and then I say, hey, it's, it's our responsibility to go and then do more research and seek, you know, the rest of the story. And so, you know, our hopes are is that, you know, even if it's just a little bit of a, you know, eye opener, go and, and do your research, um, you know, Google it and see, you know, what is the rest of the, the story? So, I know a lot of uh, document documentaries and movies have led me to do research, and yes. I never considered myself a researcher like that. Uh, but I found myself staying up late night doing all the time, right? I'm like, oh, did that really happen? Let me <laughs> let me let me search that. That's so interesting. Of course, you know, movies always have to, you know, they have to sell tickets, so they yeah. have to put that little bit of extra. I'm, I'm a Louisiana girl, so we say lanyap, but a little lanyap in there to make you want to kind of go and find out the rest. So um, if it did nothing more, you know, just to open people's eyes to so like, wow, I didn't even know the Green Book existed, um, then I, I think that, you know, that's that can't necessarily be all bad. That's right. All right. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I know um, in our last few moments, maybe about a minute or so, tell us about some other upcoming events, maybe through the summer or some things that people can look out for. I know you mentioned the Overground Railroad, which I'm very interested about in that. <laughs> yeah, 
and so the the what people can expect uh, when Candace again she's the uh, guess she's a curator that um, worked with the Smithsonian for uh, the Green Book. Um, her book is absolutely fascinating, and so I would say if you want to know more, um, you're interested really in African American um, history. Um, you know, starting with 1936 and the expeditions and travels of African Americans, for sure pick up that book as it documents, you know, her, her family's history um, and also just, you know, how uh, African Americans, um, how we have endured, you know, from the great migration to even today. So her book is absolutely the Underground Railroad. It's a great book. And it was kind of, you know, it's, um, and, and it, it parallels Green Book exhibit. So it's, it's a great companion to the exhibit. Um, and then the, the last thing I want to say, if you have not had an opportunity or chance to visit the museum before, uh, we're going through a great transformation here. We're actually finished with our phase one of our exhibit redesign. Um, we have a new theater and a children's gallery dedicated to race that we're working on. Um, so often we're, we talk about the adult and we've got to start young with our kids. And so we are finishing up touches on that and it's going to be opening in the fall. We're so excited for people to come in and see our first phase of the museum redesign complete, which is our children's gallery dedicated to race in a new um, museum theater where people can go in and get an introduction before they experience the rest of the exhibit. So a lot of great changes happening here at the museum. Wow. So you're in the Little Rock area. Make it your business to go to the Mosaic Templar. Templars uh, Center, Cultural Center, um, put it on your list. Like if you're vacationing this summer, put it on your list of things to do. Take your children, give them a culturally enriching experience. You know, you, they're never too young to start um, engaging in our culture. <laughs> never. Thank you all for all the hard work that you do, for all of the wonderful exhibits that you bring, for your intentionality to you know, raising awareness for our culture. But thank you so much for all of that. Thank you guys. So thank you so much. We always enjoy coming on and talking to your community there in Jonesboro. We absolutely could not do the work that we do without you guys. So we appreciate the support. And I would love to, you know, have more conversations with people that you all connect with because that information will be beneficial to our residents as well. Um, so hopefully we can do some collaborations in throughout the year. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. Let's All do right. it. Well, thank you everyone for watching. Thank you for tuning in to Community Conversations. Today's an abbreviated show and I hope you all have a great and blessed day. Thank you. Thank you guys.